Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You're absolutely welcome. <laughs> I'm very happy to be the first guest. And I'm very happy that like... You it's... don't know if you're the first guest. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm very happy to be one of the earlier yeah. on guests. Well, this is my sister for anyone who doesn't know. Hello. She's my older sister of three years. Um, Same as an editor. She's a free-spirited hippie. This is how I describe you to people. <laughs> she lives off the land. She does her own thing. What else do you want to add? That was a pretty, I feel, concise and dynamic delineation of my identity, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known Charlotte her whole life. That's crazy. Right? Um, I really just enjoy storytelling. Stories of all sorts. Interesting. Can you tell me a story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I'm also kind of not. I kind of do want a story. I have a what? really good joke. <laughs> what is it? Why did the plane fall out of the sky? Oh, I know this joke. Don't say the punchline. Okay. Save the punchline. Why? Do you have any hypotheses? I feel like the pilot was unqualified. <laughs> that could definitely be a, a reason that a plane <laughs> could fall out of the sky. Well, the pilot was actually, it was, it was a loaf of bread. <laughs> is this your fucking loaf of bread <laughs> pilot joke? Like, I don't understand. My- what I thought was interesting, because I remember when you told me this joke, yeah. that... You're like, okay, see, this is this is the joke that I let everyone know that I'm here to hang out. I'm yeah. not here to intimidate. I'm not here to do anything other than just show you I'm having a good time. No, completely. And that's why I like that joke. That's why I like that joke, too. Because it's stupid. It's because it's, it's so <laughs> stupid, and it's just like a great buffer. Yeah. But it has like it has like a little pang of something. Yeah. It's not just like just just stupid. Yeah. There's something. Yeah, no, 100%. Thank you. But to go back, because we are very different. We are completely yeah, different. Yeah. I think not actually that different, but we have different hobbies and different interests we mm-hmm. always had as kids. You were more like the tomboy into sports. I was like into, I don't even know, <laughs> gymnastics. Yeah, you were into gymnastics. You were into Barbies, dance, like dance, when I was younger. Dance Barbies. I was into imagination stuff yeah. like barbies i could play all day every day yeah. anything with my imagination anything that you could do in your room too and, oh yeah i was a big fan of closing the door and <laughs> staying in my room i still am that's pretty weird but what i was saying is like we do have some common links where we meet in the middle and we see eye to eye on things even though i think as as young kids we were definitely at opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum also too we didn't even talk or were friends until like five years ago. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. We lived on opposite sides of our house. We did not communicate. We fought. We physically fought yeah. more so than any other sisters. Like we, abso- we knew. We absolutely sent it. Yeah. Like it was just like, and like, and like really kind of like dynamic fights too. We had different tactics because you were stronger. So I had to get really like, you got really clever with it. I don't know. And I remember, I remember one time I like, I put my back against the door trying to lock you out and then you put water (laughs) under the door. So I slip. Like I was like, damn, like that was smart. I had to think outside the box. Yeah. I, I, well, I had to do like the stupid things like pull hair, bite, a little feisty, nails, like the the biting. I, that's how I met my first friend for people who don't know. I bit her, Sophie. This is how I met Sophie. I bit her arm in kindergarten and she had, she would show her mom her arm bites and be like, this girl in my class did this. And we've been friends ever since. I was 22 years ago. Yeah. Lindsay was like, no, no. No, Yeah. I had an oral fixation. 
I stopped sucking my thumb at 12. I had like an, a genuine oral fixation. I, yeah, I remember that. I'm going to ask you some questions that I feel like I'm ready people want to know. I'm ready for it. So what was my worst quality as a kid? Oh, you, where do I begin? No, <laughs> you would just get very, very angry, very <laughs> fast. If it wasn't so terrifying for me being on the other end, it would be beautiful because it was so impressive. It would just kind of be like watching someone who is, they're, they're sitting right before you and they're in their flesh and then all of a sudden they light on fire. <laughs> it's like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sounds super cool. And like if, if you're not on the other end of that, you're like, this is beautiful to watch a, mm-hmm. a human kind of, burn of course you're concerned and there's elements of that but you're like wow that was just such a beautiful kind of transition yeah um but yeah you would get very angry very fast and you were feisty yeah you were just like you were feisty and and fuck around and you would surprise me i just never knew like (laughs) you had like one move where where it was just such a bold move and it was very creative and it was very tactile and it was very calm and collective and we'd be fighting in the kitchen and you would just kind of get to a point where something would a switch would flick and you would just methodically uh, firm erect posture walk over to the, the knife drawer put your hand on the knife drawer and just look at me like what's your next move what's your next move what is it <laughs> i saw a tiktok the other day that was like how to tell if you were like the main character of your life did you chase your sibling around with a knife or did you get chased? <laughs> I was like, that's, I was insane. So if you were the chaser, were you the main character? No, so technically I was the main character of this scene. Yes. No, you were, you, <laughs> of no, that scene, I really, I guess was. A hundred percent. You were, yeah. you were the, you were the, the anti-hero. Or I was maybe the just anti-hero. The, the, I was just the straight antagonist of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-hero is a generous. What's <laughs> something that, that was positive that i did you you were you were really really sensitive and you no, you really were you had such empathy for other kids and you always wanted people to be included and you never ever wanted people to be left out and i always think about like that one story that mom told us where and we were both young at the time like I must have been like seven and you probably four. Like that story, I think you know the one. What like story? The, where the girl is having her birthday party and she invites everyone in the class to her birthday party and it's like a class of like 30. Mm-hmm. And her mom decorates the whole house. They get a big cake. Yeah, um, it's like, you know, there's loot bags for all the kids and, and two kids show up to this birthday party and it's like this poor kid, she's like, like like around our age maybe a bit older and just like i remember like how like bereft you were over that you were like affected for two days like on a very very deep level over this girl that was from like a totally different time than you and like you you had no idea who she what she what she what she looked like who she was like nothing it did none of that mattered she was just like someone who you empathized with and kind of just finding herself in a very, very unfortunate situation that likely she didn't deserve. I remember when mom told that story. Um, well, yeah, because it was sad. It, <laughs> it is was sad. really sad. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that is something um, 
Yeah, I did take on other people's empathy. I think I still do. That's why I can't watch scary movies. It's a, it really takes a toll on me. Yeah. Or even seeing like rotisserie chickens, I remember. Like in the, like, you know when you saw like chickens like. And like Chinatown. Outside, yeah, like out yeah. in a restaurant in Chinatown. I'd like freak out i was like I, th- I thought you know what i mean well, it was just like, like a weird like well, the i would bodies? cry yeah i'd the, cry seeing the bodies of the chicken seeing the bodies of the chicken damn yeah and then seeing homeless people i'd cry yeah like just weird things like that you were very sensitive <laughs> it was very you sensitive. were and yeah. I, and you you know this is like a sensitive person going through the world it's hard to like of course wear your heart on your sleeve mm-hmm. so because it's hard to be kind of like to feel so much of what the world throws mm-hmm. at you because it throws a lot of stuff you kind of do build up defense mechanism and i mean stuff as like you that. should yes, you know what you i should, mean like yeah. you don't want to be sensitive like as a person and you want to be able to move through your day yeah. without you know b- breaking Bre- down and being yeah. emotionally kind of like yeah. you know uh, turbulent i definitely don't like cry if i see rotisserie chicken now right. so i'm i've definitely grown up a little bit to to that point like the people who are very sensitive and like cry and are so like such a soft presence like that we need them in the world so yeah. like i'm thankful that they're there because they add a softness to the world and they're beautiful people mm-hmm. but yeah no it wasn't serving me that was like who you were mm-hmm. you know like that's you don't kind of choose to be affected affected deeply by the things that you are when you're at a young age mm-hmm. you just kind of are moved by things yeah yeah and you were definitely moved by a lot of things yeah well thank you i'm glad that i was an empathetic kid yeah. what about for yourself what was your favorite quality about yourself um or maybe i should answer oh yeah my favorite quality about you i think you were a very good natural leader like if you walked into a room, everyone would know who you are when you left because yeah. you had such a strong presence. Um, and I think that was so awesome. And that was a really good role model to have as a kid because I think if I had a different sister, I would have turned out differently. And I, I think about it often. I'm, I'm like, what has Sam kind of given to me? Like, what things have I taken away from her being my sister? Right. And like, I definitely think you taught me a lot on how to be weird and be like that's an asset and like just own who you are and because i could have had a normal sister who was like lame but (laughs) i didn't i had like this weird sister who was like the class clown who like everyone in her high school knew who she was (laughs) everyone at camp knew who she was every single teacher would shake their head when they heard her name like that's so cool like i felt like my sister was a celebrity because truly every single person in toronto like where we're from like knew who you were and like in a positive way it was like oh sam she's so joke like and i was like i always felt so cool i was like yeah it's my sister because <laughs> like i would get a good rep then because like I, my sister was like the cool weird sister so i feel like you gave me street cred so nice. i respect that that you can't teach either you can't teach someone to be like that that's something that was just you right this like natural ability to just lead a room and did not see anything wrong with who they were you know they were just like this is me i'm like a rebellious weird class clown i'm gonna own it like you didn't really try to change which i like thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) i just knew that it felt so nice to be myself and to like kind of like be the most kind of like vibrant expression of me i would kind of get like you know gratification from people around me like people seemed responsive Mm -hmm. of kind of me when i was just being kind of you know vibrant and kind of you know just 
flamboyant and kind of like fully present Mm -hmm. and kind of not taking myself too seriously and the times when kind of I would walk away from that for kind of fear of being too loud or Mm -hmm. fear of being just too much or all the you know other reasons that you kind of stray away from you kind of isolate what your most authentic form of expression is it just you kind of add resistance to yourself. It mm-hmm. just becomes hard. It was hard for me to deal with resistance. Mm-hmm. Like it really, I really think resistance, was. I mean, it's resistance. Like yeah. it, that shit is hard to it deal with period. Completely, yeah. Completely. Yeah. We kind of met in the middle. Cause I feel like you've softened up over time in yeah. a way. And I've like, I don't know if I've toughened up. I don't, I don't know. I feel like you've, you've, you've toughened up and you've also kind of, you, I, feel I was like also tough though as a kid. You yeah. were, you were, yeah. you were, you were completely tough as a kid. And I feel like you've just fully stepped into your like body mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. your just self and just like mm-hmm. owned it. Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's do, interesting. It and is. do you find like, because, because that's the case for you, you're able to kind of move through space with more ease living in LA like always being kind of like in a situation where I don't know where I feel like in like inferior you know it's hard to like feel like I can own this any space you know most spaces yes I feel like I can own and I I feel confident but there's still times I'm like how is this not sticking (laughs) everywhere you go but it's that's a whole other level yeah but um LA is hard LA is hard it's so hard um but it's fun and it's a great city and I'm I'm so grateful to live here it's amazing I just feel like I was pretending to be someone I wasn't without me even realizing it and then like mm-hmm. it to fit in, you know? Yeah. And then I realized like, oh, what everyone has told you your whole life, which is like, be yourself. You hear it 10 times a day. Yeah. They're right. And you should, yeah. you know, stop trying to be like everyone else. And I, I was trying to be like everyone else. And you attract like those. Th- yeah, those- you're just unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And it's interesting how we both kind of, in the last five years, we're, I mean, we were such different kids, but in the last five years, yeah. com- found like this kind of middle ground. We did f- completely different things, completely different friend groups, completely different everything. And then we didn't really have like strict like parents like guiding us either. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting how we're like, hey, we're kind of the same. Yeah. You know, no, in com- a way. Completely. Like we both kind of went off into the world. Like both came to LA, mm-hmm. both kind of went off. It took like us, you going this way and me going that way for us to kind of be able to come back together. Yeah. Which I think is like in- w- interesting and also very lucky. Yeah. Because a lot of people can like do that same thing and mm-hmm. just be like, all right. Yeah. Well, there, there's, there's nothing forever. binding us really. Yeah. For people who don't know. I mean, everyone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents are like very uninvolved but in a good way. We love yeah. them to death, you know, but like they just do their own thing yeah. or they live in different countries. Our mom lives in London and our dad lives in Thailand and we have two half siblings that we share with our dad and our stepmom who are six almost seven yeah and five and five yeah okay and five, yeah. <laughs> i haven't seen them in a while because they're in canada we're obsessed and with one of them <laughs> only one of them which is we're not gonna fucked. say who we're not gonna say who but carmen yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding. Shout out to carmen. what if she watches this one day she's just older so she's had kind of more time to just develop and that's i'm sure how it was with you and i yeah it was definitely like no one gave a shit about me as a <laughs> Because, like, one could talk and one can't, you know? I know. You definitely win points when you can yeah. talk. You can socialize. Yeah. Yeah. People you like You like, that. a couple years ahead, always. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Another thing I find interesting is 
how you have changed into a completely different person from when you were younger yeah do you see that as well um I feel like I feel like there were a lot of things that I like I did when I was younger that that were just like bold choices mm-hmm. I was always just In what like sense? I was always very daring I was definitely like an extremist mm-hmm. I was very just like bold in my expression and I feel like a lot of those things I really equated to just like youth and being young even though I knew that I loved being like you know just like bold and like just going out and 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 just being a little wild like mm-hmm. I knew that I loved those things but in my mind they kind of always seemed like transitory things like what they do you mean seemed, transitory I just had that certain expression that I had right now that was kind of bold and daring and 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 just unapologetic and very what I felt like was just like a tribute to youth I felt mm-hmm. like I only kind of it, that would only exist in that period of my life. And you knew that then? I had that feeling. Okay. I had like that feeling like, like, like kind of like, I'm only going to be young once. So like, mm-hmm. I got to, so I got to, I got to, yeah. got to go for it. Yeah. Like I, I like, like people are telling me that like, you know, uh, that you can't be young forever and that being young is so fun. So like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that like, I suck the, 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 like, the marrow out of the bone. Like I get all the juice out of being young. Well, what aspects did you rebel in? Like against authority or against Def- what? Yeah, definitely against authority. Like, yeah, a hundred percent against authority. Like I got in a lot of trouble at school. Like the yeah. first week that I was in, uh, my new school that I was going to, I was in the principal's office three times a week, mm-hmm. and I never felt just for like uh, it was honestly was nothing. it disrupting the class? Yeah, disrupting okay. the class. Like it wasn't like a uh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I mean classic. like, and I can't recall specifically, but like I'm gonna go out on a limb and say like they were hilarious disruptions. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, again, like another, we do have weird similarities. (laughs) We had different problems as kids, but we both weren't like great kids at our school. No. Did you notice that as well? It was like specifically you and me. (laughs) Like I never felt like, I knew that I wasn't like, I thought they were wrong. And I stand by that to this day that they were wrong. Me too. And like, I knew that. And like, would there be for you like some teachers that would recognize like you did have like a good heart? Yes. Yeah, because there would be some where you would... for sure, yes. Yeah, because there'd be some that, like, don't see it. There'd be some that Assholes, yeah. Yeah. Like, the assholes would see you and just, like, kind of, like, oh, that kid's disrupting the class, like, delinquent. Yeah. And, like, you just kind of get, like, labeled, and it's not multifaceted. Like, people are never just one thing. You're never just, like, a delinquent. Yeah. Or just, like, a disruptor. So... There would be people who would kind of like see, I think like you and I like yeah. that. And that's just I, annoying. Yeah. When you get like a choir of voices telling you that and you're like, I don't necessarily feel that way about myself, mm-hmm. but I have all these people telling me that like, I'm disruptive. I'm a delinquent. I'm like impeding the flow of everyone else's learning. I don't believe that about myself, mm-hmm. but it takes a toll on my identity and well, it's frustrating. There has to be also some truth to that. You know what I mean? Like right. that you can't just be like, Oh, right. and I refuse to look at yourself. If everyone's pointing, being right. like, you are disrupting the class. You are being a delinquent. Yeah. You are have, you do have a rebellious thing inside of you. Yeah. And I think that that's part of somewhat part of our identity. And there's, there's also positives to judging things and questioning why you should be doing them. Like otherwise you become like almost a sheep and herd into society versus when you do have a rebellious thing about you, a rebellious kind of way of defying what's being told you should do. It serves you in other ways. You think outside the box, you can tend to be more creative You're or good on you your feet. become more of a leader. And there's, right. there's aspects to that that are good that it comes from being rebellious and we yeah. just like had that but yeah. yeah we definitely were 
a common thing is like disruptive in class or to, yeah, I think more so you than me. And I was rebellious in different ways. Like, I don't even know. I just like did not care. <laughs> that's not the way to go about it and i've definitely grown up but if i could put it under one singular umbrella i yeah. did not care i feel like a, a lot of that because like it was kind of like the time the ticking kind of timeline of what i felt was youth and mm-hmm. then you kind of do have people saying these things to you mm-hmm. and it does make you reflect which you kind of innately do after as you kind of like transition in your life you know transition from like adolescence to like a young adult mm-hmm. or just like you know like a kid to a teenager yeah. like you're constantly kind of um just looking inward and like reflecting well, yeah, and analyzing and choose what what qualities am i going to take with me what qualities can i live without completely you know? and what like what, what what's helping me what's serving me what's not exactly yeah. exactly i'm gonna kind of like be this like young this young adult now yeah maybe like perhaps i can leave mm-hmm. beside like behind being kind of disruptive yeah you aren't really disruptive anymore i can be disruptive don't, you can yeah. you can turn it on but that is i mean that's good that's yeah. a good thing that you've let go of but most of like me being disruptive was like towards authority mm-hmm. so now i i feel like i have less authority mm-hmm. over my life what do you like, mean less of um, you have less authority in your life i have less yeah. authority to defy yeah but do you see that being a problem if you do have authority to, i get <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> right? i don't know if that's gonna go away <laughs> i'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you. Well, know, you like could you, be your own boss, and I guess that's part of working in the creative field. It's not like you have a manager to go to. You know, you right. are you have different opinions to listen to and like marinate together, but like you don't really have a hardcore boss. I mean, you do, no, but yeah. in different ways. It is pretty crazy. Like I don't know. It's I like looking for the the patterns and things and similarities. Also like the interest in just genetics and like what you get like I even said like I feel like we got that from our dad um it's just fascinating the things that are innately you and like who you are by nature versus nurture because no one taught us to be like that you know what I mean and no one taught people to be straight I mean I guess I don't know do you think it's because like we had no real like guidance or maybe because like our dad was like a kid he's definitely like a rule breaker yeah, I also, he's definitely I, a rule breaker. Definitely, I also say he's like he's like a rule breaker and like one of the OG hipsters. When it was his weekend with us, he would call the school and he would go, yeah, the kids are sick. And then you would wake us up and he goes, girls, we're going to the mall today. <laughs> and, and wake us like, up at like like 10 a.m. Like school's been going on yeah, for like, two hours. We have no idea. <laughs> and he would take us to this like Asian mall and like we do like these like we'd get our photo taken there we would do this a we would get week. like very thick purple and blue highlights yeah. in our hair like oh chunky God. highlights we came back with like like real burned in extensions and and he would we had them in our like fourth grade or not fourth grade four years old school yearbook photo i, <laughs> I had purple and turquoise ex- and you, real extensions. i also love because like he was just like a man so like he he was never ever dealing with just like long hair like girl hair <laughs> like and so his his kind of his pass at it was so bold and was so just kind of I don't want to say wrong but it wasn't right it wasn't right <laughs> it, it, it was, was experimenting it was it was, it was exactly it was like, it was. okay I have these kids sick what should I do with yeah them? like they're kids they don't care <laughs> they don't give a shit you had bangs and at fact, one point down you had, in fact as long as I pitch this with enthusiasm like they're, they're gonna right love on it board. but that's that's what I say about the kind of rebellious aspect and what you get from your parents and what is innately you Mm -hmm. and like the similar things dad did 
to us in high school versus what mom did. But don't you see yourself and dad? I don't know. Yeah. I find it. I've been yeah. thinking about it a lot this year. Like even like the stunt you pulled at his wedding. Um, yeah. My sister tried to ruin my dad's wedding because she really doesn't. Or has this changed about you? Yeah. Do you still hate change? Do you dance with change now? You're okay with a, it? A little. I also think that I experience less do you enjoy change like is there's some people that change is like they love it they yeah. keep wanting to do it yeah. i actually think myself included yeah in that. i really do enjoy yeah. change but there's some people that they don't and i felt you were like that as a kid but you've matured and grown so much past you as yeah. a kid so actually i was thinking about this the other day i was like i wonder if sam has gone to a point because now you eat so many different foods etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah. if you do enjoy change now. i do enjoy change yeah i i like seek out change mm-hmm. like i love like like traveling for me is like it's like a drug yeah like i love just changing the you know you like, don't like to change pillars though in your no, life no that's yeah. exactly it don't yeah. like to change pillars and don't like to feel like changes of course like mm-hmm. not in my control yeah. if change is gonna happen i would love to kind of be like some sort of like facilitator in that yeah i would love to collaborate with change yeah <laughs> so sam was in grade six <laughs> <laughs> i was in grade three i guess but our dad was getting married and sam really did not want this wedding to go down not. we weren't like the best fan of our stepmom at the time no. we love her now she's so sweet and it was the first time i remember in my life like just every day waking up being like Fuck. yeah because it was one day closer oh see okay so, so sam really didn't want them to get married yeah. i don't think i gave really a shit like i did i actually liked lorraine more i think than i don't know than maybe you did at, the, I think at that ke- time you were keen on a party too. i was just down for the wedding you were keen i was on a party my dad let me design the the, the are dress. the flower girl dresses because yeah. i wanted to be a fashion designer when i was a kid and i like still love style and clothes and i was so amped and that's <laughs> that's all i needed but my sister definitely made an active decision to try to ruin it did you you spilled red wine on her dress it or was something kind of like, like it was what it was was it was like a finger dip into a um a, a vacant red. glass of red wine that i found i found <laughs> laying on um like an, take an, this an unidentified party guest and i like i i did like a dip into the into the glass of wine and then i kind of like hustled over to <laughs> to uh lorraine who was like busted on the dance floor and i just kind of casually brushed up against her oh you yeah. showed her <laughs> <laughs> didn't you also fall asleep in the ceremony or is that me oh yeah i fell asleep and what i did in all fairness they're all so boring and they don't need to last more than 30 minutes yeah like no, are you kidding more than 30 minutes you're making guests stay there completely. for a wedding period any wedding like you shouldn't be there for more than 30 minutes for like the ceremony of your yeah any like the vows like the whole thing like why that's one thing i'll do at my wedding just five minutes five minutes five minutes in and out gonna say my vows immediately and they'll be two and a half he'll say his and then that's it i'm not gonna make anyone sit through that bullshit i think that's a strong choice also i remember when get when we got the dresses fitted yeah I no, like, I, I sucked in so much. I was like, I was like, I just, just like, like I'm not fitting in this yeah, shit 12, when, this, like, when the day comes. <laughs> and I remember the dressmaker was like, "Are you sucking in?" I was like, "Nope, <laughs> nope." And she like sized me, and obviously the dress came. It didn't fit. Like it didn't fit me at all. I also remember trying to just like eat a bunch of food. <laughs> like, wow, you're really sending it. <laughs> I'm gonna get fat for this wedding. <laughs> 
No, like to not. I'll show you, Lorraine. I'll show I you. I can get fat. I'm gonna look heinous <laughs> in your pictures. <laughs> no bad. That's gonna make you look. Probably, probably won't reflect much on me. It will more so reflect on you if that's your intent. It got it zipped up, but it hurt. It like it was. It was definitely uncomfortable. And so the I, only person that lost was you. Truly, <laughs> no, truly, truly, truly. It was such an uncomfortable experience. They've been married for like ten, over ten years now, they though, and been. they have two kids. Yeah. Great marriage, I guess. Can't say anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, like, no idea. Good for them. Still together. So that's yeah. something. That says something. It does. Not a lot of people stay together. 50% because, of marriages fail. Yeah. And then think about the other 50% that stay together that are miserable. I don't know. Maybe I I, th- I know I have a very negative view on, on monogamy, yeah. I think. I don't know. I do. I don't know if I believe it's real. Would you say like you're more of a proponent of like an open relationship? Or? Not that. I think you can be monogamous for a period of time. Right. Until that period is over, I don't believe in lifelong monogamy. Mm. Even like our grandparents like have been married since they were like 20s. Like, gra- like, a, like grandma and grandpa. Yeah. yeah. And they were like sweethearts. He was so in love with her. She was so in love with him. By the end, they were like over it. You know what I mean? Like they still loved each other and they like they went out together, you know. But And they're like a an idea of a good love story a true good love story but i don't know the idea of like monogamy lasting forever and there's one person for you forever for your entire life i don't know if i believe is real i I think there's someone for a period of time until that time runs out and you go to someone else that you were monogamous for for that period of time yeah 20 years 50 years who knows yeah i feel like it shouldn't be kind of like the poster child of like a relationship things are changing now of course but in terms of kind of like how relationships are set up it's mm-hmm. like you find someone and that someone finds you and you guys are like together mm-hmm. and, and like you know i'm just talking kind of like basics here you guys are together monogamous forever like that would kind of be like the, 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 yeah. the end yeah like you've you've arrived at this relationship where like you're yeah it's a, it's a lot of people's life objectives yeah. it's exactly that Truly, it's like yeah. it's kind of like the most kind of um like popular model yeah. of a relationship. So what do you that. think it should be? I don't know if I think, um, I mean like, I, that's the thing. It's I don't, like, I don't, I don't have I don't a good know. replacement yeah, for that. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't have a replacement. I'm just like, I just raise a question mark. Comments. Yeah. I think everyone does. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so are we going to celebrate more divorce? I don't like think that's the answer either as well. Like, and that's, I guess what I'd be getting at by the whole point of monogamous for a period of time until you move on to somebody else. And like, I guess that's kind of hinting at, oh, then you'd get married to someone, then you get a divorce and marry someone like that sounds bad too. Yeah. I don't know if that's the answer. It I sounds like a lot of turbulent transitions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I know I have a negative view of monogamy and I'm, I hope Maybe I am cynical. Maybe that's what I'm realizing. Because I don't want to be biased Maybe into thinking the wrong thing. Yet. Say it again. Maybe you haven't fallen in love yet. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that would affect my... <laughs> maybe you, that's actually maybe a good point. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you fall in love and you're just like, monogamy is it for me. No, I don't, I don't know. I be- like, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because yeah. there's definitely... There's, there's- <laughs> Because yeah. there's so many experience changes, so many, or, or yeah, or maybe you, you you fall in love and then you fall out of love, and, and who, who, who I just knows? don't want to get bored. I just don't, want, and I don't want my partner to get bored of me. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. And I think you also don't want like um, some ideal that it should be. 
I'm really giving this a good thought if I believe in it or not. There's only like a couple species that are monogamous. Penguins. I love penguins. And something else. Penguins, though. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think it's that realistic. It seems a lot of people are unhappy with this solution that we've given people. It shouldn't and be. And that to me is like 10 red flags going off being like, maybe this isn't right then. Maybe this isn't natural to be with one person for the rest of your life. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, one day we'll get married. I see we'll it for married. us. Yeah. But um, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. We'll end it on a marriage note because. Lovely. That's how life ends. <laughs> on a marriage note (laughs) damn i do have a really pessimistic attitude i need to change that i don't want to be biased towards hating marriage not hating marriage but believing that they all become unhappy sprinkle in some just like you know i just need to be around positive happy good like old couples i think that will give me hope and be like oh that's so it's sick maybe we can put out some flyers yeah Uh, or just like you know what dm me if you're a happy couple over 50 and you've been married for over 20 years please I, I would love to meet you. <laughs> I don't think that, that those couples will be on Instagram and active on the DMs. I think there will be more. Yeah, of they're the not couples. my audience. <laughs> that, that, you'll have to put like kind of um, flyers on posts with the little pull-off tabs. Perhaps. You know what I mean? Like, are you over 50 and happy in, in your relationship? Okay, no, no, this is better. Are your parents happy and married? <laughs> Do you have parents that are still together and seem like they're passionately in love and been married over 20 years? DM me. On their behalf. <laughs> so I would pick. love to meet them, truly, because I want to yeah. change my idea on marriage. Positively. <laughs> Get your parents over here. <laughs> Well, thank you, Sam. You were a great guest. And thank you for convincing me to start this podcast. Hell yes. (laughs) That would be so funny. The next podcast has to be with an old married couple. I would love love to hear how they do it.